This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and join today. I'm your host, Jay Scott, and I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Welcome to the Jay Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I have Craig Steele with ex- Exclusive Pursuit Outfitters on the phone, and we are going to be talking about the 2015 fall Arizona Desert Bighorn Sheep Draw. And um, Craig is uh, a friend of mine and uh, a local in Kingman, Arizona in Region 3 and knows all those units very well. Craig, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Doing well. How are you, Jake? I'm happy to have you on here and um, let's dive right into um, Desert Bighorn Sheep. Um, Craig, Region 3 is an area that you live in and grew up in and and shot your own uh, personal ram. And for those of uh, the listeners that don't know, uh, Region 3, the northwest part of the state, is uh, Nelson I sheep. And in the southwest and around the Phoenix area and in southern Arizona, you have Mexicana sheep. And the main differences between the two is the Nelson eye uh, are known for the flaring horns. So the Mexicanas are much more tight to their face and have that round curl uh, where the Nelson eye flare. And um, it gives uh, people a real unique opportunity in Arizona, in my mind, to uh, hunt two different types of sheep that have two totally different looks. And... Um, uh, Craig, what year did you shoot your personal ram, and what unit was that in? That was 1992 in unit 15D, which is now, that side of the road would be 15D north, as the units are marked out now. And um, what changes have you seen in 15D since, uh, as as being a little boy, uh, with the creation of the highway and Union Pass and dividing that highway uh, what are some of the things that you've seen change uh, in your area over the over the last, say, 15, 20, 30 years? Well, pro- probably the biggest is what you said, uh, Union Pass, which runs uh, Highway 68 uh, from Kingman to Bullhead City, Laughlin, Nevada, um, is now a divided highway through Union Pass, and there's 10-foot-tall uh, fencing, um, and that's a natural crossing um, for the sheep, they did that. They started that project, I think, in 2000. And those sheep used to cross over from D North to uh, 15C South a bunch. And you know, in fact, I missed a ram right above the highway. And uh, you don't see those sheep there. Something that I found out over the last couple of years, and through visiting with you as well, is you don't see those sheep around that highway nearly as much. And um, another thing is, uh, on the, on the north side of 15D is, uh, the burn that happened, um, in the Secret Pass area. Um, a lot of that black brush is all burned out, um, which is actually good, um, especially for those sheep eating that grass. Um, it, it makes it a lot easier to spot the sheep as well in a lot, in a lot of that country. And then probably the third factor is that they split the unit. Um, now you have D South, which is primarily the Warm Springs Wilderness. It's ba- basically a big giant mesa with canyons. It's more, um, it's it's not as treacherous terrain as what's in D North, but it's 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 a little bit harder to get to and harder to cover. Um, and typically there's a lot of opportunity to pack in and hunt on that. Um, and on obviously on the D North side is just the, the amount of tags that they have in there on just the D North side is probably the, I would say the biggest changes, um, with regards to that unit. Yeah. Um, it, the interesting thing about 15 D is you've got, you know, down on the Colorado river where you've got an elevation of, 
you know, 500 or 700 feet, and it goes all the way up to the top, you know, of Mount Nut uh, right there. I want to say it's like 52 or 5,300 feet. So uh, I, I could be wrong on my elevation as far as the 500 to 700, but it seems like there's a huge variance in uh, from the, you know, from the river all the way up to the top. Um, and, you know, it doesn't seem that there's that many units that have that big of a contrast. Um, I want to talk about uh, my, my top five uh, sheep units uh, for Mexicana and my top five uh, uh, Nelson I sheep units. And um, I'll, I'll also get your top picks as well, um, starting with my Nelson I sheep units. And these aren't necessarily in order. These are my, this is my top five. I kind of like things about this entire top five. You've got 15D North. 15D North this year has eight tags. Uh, that means that with eight tags, there are two tags that can go to non-residents. Um, in 2014, the, the rams that were harvested there was a 163, a 160, a 167, a 158, a 172, and a 169, a 158, and a 149. Um, two rams in particular there, Dar and I were in 15D North as, you, as well as you and Lee were in 15D North with Linda Kelly. Um, and you guys shot a fantastic ram uh, last year as well as um, Dar, Dar's client, uh, Bob O'Connor, shot a, shot a great ram as well. Um, the interesting thing about 15D North, in my mind, is it has tons of sheep. And I believe the last several years in the surveys, I mean, they're surveying close to 500 animals from the helicopter uh, uh, in 15D North. And, and that, that's one thing that makes that hunt very, very special with the amount of sheep. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's really the sheep are stacked up in there. Um, that north side has really got a ton of structure as far as rocks and uh, you know unique canyons and and uh, you you look at it and from my perspective I'm like, geez, man, there, there's eight tags and how can sheep survive? as far as not necessarily sheep in general, but big rams, how can they continue, how can it continue to produce big rams like that with the amount of tags that they have? But the reality of it is, like my dad told me, those big rams sometimes just hold up in a little hole. And, you know, a lot of guys kill the first couple, couple days and, and, uh, you know, big ram pops out later in the hunt. Nobody's around to kill them. But yeah, I like, uh, I think that unit is stacked full of sheep. It's a fun hunt. Um, for, for me personally to, to guide in. And I think it's also a fun hunt. If, if you draw your, drew your own tag in there, if you're willing to, you know, if you don't have the scouting time, if you're willing to wait, you know, and basically, you know, hold off, you're going to see a ton of sheep and a ton of, uh, neat country. So it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely been the unit that's been, producing um, the best quality sheep up here and and the most amount of quality sheep so yeah I mean um, you know we hunted it pretty hard uh, for three years Dar and I uh, in 2011 2012 and the 2013-14 Arizona super big game raffle hunt uh, the first the first time we hunted in there was with Donnie Young and um, we basically got to spend the whole month of October in there, and it was phenomenal to watch those um, sheep really rutting. Uh, we had uh, just incredible action. I think we saw over 100 and some rams uh, that year, and then the following year with Larry Spillers from Texas, uh, we also hunted in October, and then, of course, in the 13-14 season in uh, October, um, actually Claude showed up, I want to say the end of October, early part of November. Um, uh, Claude obviously shot that 185 inch, you know, just giant ram that turned out to be the largest Nelson I ever shot in the state of Arizona. One of the interesting things about that, as many tags as there are in there, 
you know, it's hard to believe that a ram of that size kind of slipped through the cracks and, you know, really nobody that I know of had seen that ram and you have to figure that he was there the whole time. Um, and it, it's kind of exciting to know that a, a ram like that could just show up. Um, and that's one of the beauties of 15D uh, North is that there is some rugged, there is some remote country that, you know, potentially there can be some rams that can, you know, get away and hide. Uh, I mean, the ram that uh, Bob O'Connor shot last year with Dar, uh, you know, it's got 31 inches of, of flare. And, um, you know, that, that, that ram certainly has a unique look. Um, and then the, that solid stocky ram that you shot with Linda, you know, just that heavy, you know, carries this mass all the way through the horn. Um, it's just nice to know that rams like that can uh, still be produced, you know, still come out of a unit that has eight tags. Yeah, it, it is. I, I think, I think as we kind of analyze what, you know, as far as looking at rams and stuff like that, if I'm, if I'm really being blunt and honest is, is there's eight tags and, you know, let's say three or four of those are being guided by, by a guide and then the other four are not, um, typically what usually happens, and this has happened forever, um, is a lot of people either get frustrated or, or they don't know exactly what is, because what is a good sheep, you know, as far as size-wise and age-wise, because they've never looked at them. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes those hunters go in there and they – they smack the first decent ram that they see because for whatever reason. And, and I think we kind of break it down as like, man, if all eight hunters, you know, put in the effort we do, then, you know, there's no reason there should be a leftover ram. You know what I mean? But the reality of it is a lot of people, you know, just don't, they don't have the time or they don't put in the effort to, to be able to capitalize on that. And they, and they may not know. You know what I mean? It's really hard to look at a sheep if you've never looked at them. It's kind of like antelope. You know, a lot of people don't know exactly what a big antelope is, and it, you know, it's it, it can be very deceiving, especially in D North when you're gonna see. You know, it's a guy looks at a 155 ram with a nice full curl. It's gonna be hard for him to pass on that ram. You know. I I hear what you're saying, but but playing the devil's advocate a little bit and and I'm not picking on any one particular person but looking having the 2014 recap in front of me you know the reality is we we have to lay off the 5 and 6 year old rams yeah, no, I mean the 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 reality is people that draw the tag and you know there are some people that are limited with mobility because of you know uh, uh different issues or or whatnot but in my mind, there's really no excuse for shooting young sheep um, that, that, you know, they can go to the Desert Bighorn Sheep Clinic. They can go on, you know, orghunt.com. They can go on J. Scott Outdoors. They can go and go to resources where they can learn to count rings. And, you know, shoot, in my mind, shooting five, six-year-old rams is, you know, and under is, is it, it you know there's enough older sheep out there if people would spend a little bit of time uh learning what you know makes a you know 7 8 9 10 11 year old ram i think they would realize that you know getting antsy and shooting a you know a young young sheep is is you know not the way to do it and i see it every year i'm looking through the you know 14 13 12 11 stats and you know, there's four, three, four, five-year-old rams on here. And mm -hmm. I, I just want to tell the people out there, not coming from a standpoint of an elitist or, you know, uh, anything like that, but just from a conservation yeah. standpoint, guys, let's, you know, let's, let's harvest the older age class rams. And, and if it is your first hunt, contact someone before the hunt that can help you determine uh, what makes an older age class ram. And, you know, look for that distinguishing mark, that four-year ring uh, mark, and then count from there and make sure that you, you know, have three age rings uh, 
towards the skull, you know, towards their head from from the four year old distinct line. Yeah. And I think if more people would do that, one, we would be shooting the older age class rams and letting those younger ones grow up. Um, uh, enough of that. Uh, there's um, <laughs> <laughs> I could go on. The average. About that. I would just just real quick to recap on that. There was eight tags. The average amount of days hunted last year in 15D North was 4.8 days out of a 30-day season. So yeah, the reality, to me, yeah, go ahead. The reality of it is, is guys have plenty of time. It's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and you know you need to take your time on that. So that's that's what I have to say about that. You you need to take your time on that and not get in a rush. Yeah, and to me, a sh- desert sheep tag, a sheep tag in any in any case, rocky or desert, you know, that's a once in a lifetime. You are only going to get that hunt once, and I, it never ceases to amaze me how many people are done on the first day. And I have no problem being done on the first day when you've scouted and you've done all your hunting before season and you've been watching a ram and that's the ram you harvest. But so many people, and I've talked to a lot of people that in their heart, they're they're uh, a little bit bent out of shape that they rushed themselves and that they just shot, you know, they, they, whoever was going to come help them didn't show up. And, you know, mentally they get drawn down and they just, for whatever reason, in the first or second day, any decent round that they see, they shoot. And I would just encourage you to, you know, put your efforts in and really try and spend as much time as you can hunting these animals because it is a true blessing to get to be out and, and get to hunt these animals. And, uh, you know, being done on the first day, in my mind, is okay if you have huge time constraints. And, you know, but why not take, you know, 10 days and really look at a bunch of rams and try and enjoy the whole process? And everybody has a different you know, vacation schedule and what have you. But this is not just an, a deer hunt that you'll draw every year or every other year. No. Um, uh, interesting, looking at the base sizes just randomly here um, in 15D North, or excuse me, 15D uh, North, uh, looks like, you know, 14 and 4 eighths to 15, 14 and 7 eighths to 15, 14 and an eighth, 14 and an eighth. Um, 15 and an eighth, 15 and an eighth, uh, that Bob O'Connor Ram that, uh, went over, uh, 175 gross, uh, the game of fish checked it in at 172 and seven eighths. It had 15 inch bases. Uh, looks like the game and fish had Linda's, uh, Ram at, uh, 14 and three and 14 and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the interesting thing, the contrast between, uh, Bob O'Connor's Ram that, you know, was 38, 39 inches long you know, Linda's was 35 and 34 and had smaller bases. But the interesting thing, when we had those two rams together, you know, Linda's ram carried its mass all the way through the horn and down to the third quarter measurement. And it's just interesting to see two rams that score so closely together can be two totally, you know, in the same unit, <laughs> in the same unit and, and, you know, virtually pretty close to where, you know, living, you know, as the crow flies, I'll bet you, you know, there wasn't, you know, three, three or four miles mm-hmm. from where we shot the rams and have, you know, that's a good point. Sheep can score the same and have totally different configurations. Um, I would encourage people when they draw a sheep tag to become a student of the game and really dive into all the aspects of sheep scoring. And we're going to do more podcasts and episodes here uh, this summer on how to score a desert bighorn sheep. Um, moving on, um, so my top five Nelson I picks are, um, not, not top five, 15D North, 15D South, 16A, 15C South, and 13B North. Let's talk a little bit about 15D South, um, in 2000, the 2000. 12-13 Arizona Super Big Game Raffle, we actually harvested Larry Spiller's ram in 15D South. And 15D South, uh, one of the interesting things is there are a ton of burrows in 15D South. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there are a ton of burrows in 15D South. 
Um, like you said, it's the Warm Springs Wilderness area. Um, there, you know, the thing I do like about the unit is that the, there is basically blacktop road that circles the entire unit. Um, there are some not as good of access points as there are in 15D North. Um, but for someone that's willing to walk and get away from the roads, um, there's quite a bit of country there to hunt. Yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat piece of country. It's probably one of my it's, it probably is my favorite um, piece of of sheep country just because um, I feel like I'm in another world when you hike up in there, um, and and that's the awesome part about it. I, I love that. I love that unit. I love the um, it's like you said, it's, you look at it and you're like, man, there's blacktop all around it, but then it's just a big base, essentially a big mesa. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big rock for sure. And in 2014, there was a 148, a 169, a 164 and a 153, uh, harvested out of there. Uh, this year they have the same four tags in there as well. Um, 16A is also a unit that is very intriguing to me. I've spent some time in there, and in 2014, a 171, a 159, and a 156 was harvested out of there. Uh, one of the interesting things about 16A is it is a huge unit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a gigantic unit. There is not a lot of sheep, and, you know, the three years that we did the Arizona Super Big Game Raffle um, sheep tag guided for that, uh, you know, we would be in close contact with the game and fish in, in, in regards to their aerial surveys that they did. And I can remember a few of the years where they like flew and they saw like four sheep total in the whole unit. Yeah. And it's a little bit disheartening when there's, you know, qualified people up in a helicopter and they're just flying all over. And you, you, after the survey, they tell you there's four or five sheep that they saw. Interesting that, you know, they, they have three tags in there. Uh, they went from one to two to, to three and they've had it, you know, at three for, I believe, two years. Um, and you ask, well, if they're not seeing them on their surveys, you know, how are they accounting for these sheep they've been running some trail cameras there there and then they they get the report from the hunters as well and you know the unit is so big and vast that there are sheep and it's it would be very difficult to survey all of the sheep in that unit because there are so many different mountain chains but that also brings up a a mystery for me and the fact that i think out of any of the uh, Nelson I units, that is one unit that I think, you know, some giants could come out of there. I mean, two years ago, um, Matt Dominey guided for that round that we looked hard for on the raffle hunt that, you know, scored 180. And, mm -hmm. and 16A has that variable to it. I mean, there could be a monster um, anywhere in there because it's so big. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like you said, and it's different terrain, vast terrain. Uh, it is huge. It's scouting intensive. Uh, if you draw the tag or if you hire a guide, the guide's going to have to scout his butt off. Um, and then the uh, if you have a tag, it's 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 very scouting intensive. And or or you know or you're going to be there for a long time if you you know want to find the ram that's you're looking for because it's like you said it's it's vast. The roads aren't kind. Um, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a task. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a daunting task. And I mean, it's a unit that, you know, you've got to have extra quad tires, extra truck tires, extra trailer tires. You've got to take gas with you. Um, you know, you're, you're camped in the middle of, say you camp in the middle of the unit. Virtually anywhere you go, there's not much phone service. No. Um, but, you know, it's one of those units, like I said, that, uh, you know, there could be an absolute, you know, a, a Matt Dominey type of ram that they got two years ago, you know, 180 inch ram. Um, you know, last year they got a 171, a 159 and a 156. And I'm looking at the 2013 stats and um, 
There was a 167 and a 169 when they had two tags. Um, so, I mean, the opportunity is, yes. is, is pretty good for a decent Ram. And another thing to note about 16A, it's, it's, has a few Mexicanas on the south end of the unit, and it's the only one of the, the units um, that are covered in the Arizona Super Big Game Raffle um, sheep hunt that has a few Mexicanas um, down there on that south end. Uh, so historically, the Arizona Super Big Game Raffle is a Nelson I only, but if you hunt in 16A, there is a potential to get a to get a Mexicana. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's. I agree, and I, I think the thing about that is too, just like you're saying with regards low tag numbers, vast country. If you find a big ram, it's going to be the best hunt of your life because you're probably not going to have much pressure. You know? Yeah, you'll be the only one on them. Um, Interesting thing to note, 15D North with eight tags, uh, two of those can be non-residents. 15D South, four tags, one of those can be a non-resident tag. 16A with three tags, one of those can go to a non-resident. Um, the other two uh, that I'd like to mention are 15C South. Uh, in 2014, the hunters got a 166 and a 160, uh, and there's two tags in there. Again, this year, I like 15C South. Um, I, I think, like you said, with the creation of the Highway 68 and dividing it and Union Pass, uh, I, I believe that 15C South does not get the, the, the cross traffic of sheep coming from 15D North, walking north into 15C South. Uh, 15C South lies north of 15D North on the north side of Highway 68. Um, but I like the country in 15C South. You know, it's pretty big country. There's not a ton of sheep, but, you know, I think the potential for finding a good ram in C South is, is pretty good. It, it is. I, I really, you know, I've talked to you about that unit. Um, and over the last couple of years, it's, it, it average score um, this last year was 163. Um, the year before, it was 167, and then the year before that was 163. Um, so, it's, so it's going up. Yeah, it's consistent. It's right in there with 15D North. There's just lower tag numbers. You're not going to see the sheep. Not going to see. You're not going to see a quarter of the sheep that you see in D. Um, but it it is what it is. You know, there's there's, there's a chance to to kill a good ram in there um, for the Nelson nine units and. And like you said too, it's it's kind of a mix between. It reminds me of of D South and D North combined because on the on the west side you got those long canyons, rock formations on the southwest side, and then on the on the east side or on the plateau you kind of have benches with little you know little mountain ranges and um, it's it's I've been in there recently over the last week and it's a it's a neat. It's a neat unit. Um, you're just not going to see the sheep that you wouldn't in some of the other units, but it's obviously it's uh, producing some some quality rams. So it's not. Yeah, one. there's there's two things I'd like to point out. One is uh, for the listeners out there, uh, these units 15D North, 15D South, 16A, 15C South, uh, and then Craig's going to cover some others. Uh, one of the benefits, Craig, that you have is you live anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes from all of those units. And so, you know, your predator hunting, your, uh, you know, just going out and, and messing around out in the, out in the desert, shooting guns or doing whatever you're doing, you're in those units all the time. And you're, you know, it, it, it you could go out in an afternoon and scout, you know, 15 D North and the next morning you could be in 16 A and then, you know, then that afternoon you could be in 15 C South. And, um, that as a guide, that's definitely a benefit, uh, of living close to those units. Yeah, it is. It is. It's neat. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Cause I have sheep on one side, then I have giant elk on the other side of me. So it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's a real neat, it's, it's, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Um, and the, 
it's it's just it's just awesome, and I th- I think I don't know if you want to go on to the next unit that you have. You're on 15C South, because um, your list isn't much different than mine, Jay. So far, go ahead. Uh, my next um, oh one other thing I was going to point out about 15C South, like you said, in 2013, uh, there was. Uh, two eight-year-old Rams killed that scored 166 and 168 and three-eighths. Um, both of those Rams had 14 and four-eighths uh, bases, and uh, they were 35 and 35 and six and 34 and seven and 34 on the horn length. One thing I would point out to the listeners is when you draw a, sh- a sheep unit, you need to go back and look at, say, the last five, six, as many years as you can find. And what you need to do is look at the average bases. So what I just said in 15C South is 2013, both of the Rams killed that were 166 and 168 had 14 and a half inch bases. When you go to hunt that unit, you don't want to go in there and see a Ram and give him 15 inch bases or give him 15 and a half inch bases. You want to stick with what your averages are. So if you can find say the last five years of data and then what i like to do is do an average of all those rams unless there was a you know three four five year old young ram that really skews the numbers i like to average those numbers and then i use that average number when i'm trying to estimate my sheep score and i plug in the average base numbers i don't like to ever go more if it's if it's bigger than great but if you start over-calculating, you're going to throw your, your, your uh, estimation on score way off. Yeah, no, that is, that is a really good little tip there that a lot of people don't look at. And you can get all this. All this is public information. Any of the state-given fish agencies have this stuff, and Arizona has it. It's all public information. So, yeah. And, and um, my last... Uh, Nelson I unit that I'd like to mention is 13B North. Um, they had four tags in there for a while. They have three. Uh, last year, uh, friend Ryan Hatch harvested a beautiful ram. I think he grossed close to 175 and, and netted around 172 um, and 151. And then there was an, one ram that didn't get killed. I don't know the circumstance on that. I think the tag was returned. Um, but that's up in the Virgin Gorge. Um, you've got St. George, Utah, just north of the unit. Um, you've got Mesquite, Nevada, on the uh, before the uh, River Gorge there, the Virgin River Gorge. Um, you've got just an amazing canyon um, there in the Virgin Gorge, and it's just a beautiful spot. You've got kind of the pink red rock in in, in some of the rock uh, formations. And, um, you know, there, there's, some, there's some dang nice sheep in there. If you look at the uh, 2013 uh, numbers, um, there was, a, let's see, 153, 163, 155. Um, if you go to, let's see, let's look at 2012 and see, uh, see what they did in there. Um, Two thousand twelve. Uh, looks like they got a one fifty nine, a one sixty two, and a one sixty three. Um, you know, I think the potential for a good ram. I believe three or four years ago they did get a one seventy one or two class ram in there. Um, it's just neat country. Um, what other Nelson I units do you have to add to that, Craig? Um, I my top five are I have all those same um, 15D North, 15D South, 16A, 15C South, 13B North. I think 15C North is another one um, that's a good unit. Um, I, I think last night I sent you a text where that 180 ram. There's huge genetics in there. Um, I, I think it's I think it's another good unit. Um, but I, I prefer the ones that you said. Um, I think those are those are the the best units for me personally. You know, 13B North, like you said, it's it's awesome country. It does produce good rams. Um, 
especially if you work at it, I'm sure Ryan worked his butt off to find that ram. Um, but if for me personally, the, the scoutability of it is the, is a critical thing. And on average, I really like C North or C South, 15 D North, 15 D South, and 16 A. Um, C North um, is a good unit, and it used to be every year. It used to produce probably the best ram um, in the region. Um, for some reason, it's kind of tapered off. Although last year it did average, what did it average last year? Yeah, last year it only averaged 140 inches. Um, so, you know, that might be a unit that if last year, you know, they didn't do so well, that you never know the yeah, circumstances. I mean, the, the hunters could hunters. have potentially, uh, you know, just shot the first rams they saw, which means that there could be, you know, some of those rams with a little age on them. Yeah. And, and, you know, C North is an interesting unit because it used to be one of the best in the state and, you know, they've gone through some problems, but, um, and they've lowered the tags. So, you know, that's a unit to watch in the next couple of years. If if they've lowered the tags, there's potential that a few rams are slipping through the cracks and going to get some age on them and get some size to them. Um, so that's definitely one to put on the radar. It, it, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's one of those ones that you definitely want to put on the radar. 15C uh, North and 15B West used to have boatloads of sheep and boatloads of, of, uh, of tags. And, you know, there's been mid to high to 180 sheep killed out of both those units um it just it really depends it's like you said it depends there's so many variables that go into that all you can do is kind of look at the data and give it your best estimate it just hasn't been as consistent as these other units um another unit that you know i'd like to just kind of touch it's not uh a unit that i want to guide in or I want to, you know, recommend anybody, but I kind of want to give people a realistic perspective because they'll look at it and they'll say, oh, there's one per, one permit and 64 applicants, and that's unit 9 and 10. Um, and the reason being is because you know this, is that's the Cataract Canyon. And so before you apply for that hunt, you need to realize what you're getting into. Um, it's basically a giant canyon, and if you shoot a sheet, you're going to have to hire somebody to repel down and get that animal out of there. Um, it is a very, very uh, tough hunt and challenging. Very, very challenging. So don't don't just apply for that. I see one year there was only 29 applicants. Understand the reason why there's that that many applicants is because it's it's a challenging hunt. And it's, well, it's one you, you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you apply for that hunt. Yeah, and I can remember a few years ago, Anthony Matthews um, out of uh, Flagstaff, I believe Flagstaff, uh, nice guy, nice guy, drew the tag. And, you know, when the Game and Fish was doing their surveys, uh, he was up there glassing and kind of was in communication, you know, to say, I'm up here during the surveys. And they went and flew their dang survey and didn't see a sheep. I mean, can you imagine the discouragement that you would he that you would feel if the game and fish is flying around for you know full six hours in the helicopter and never see a, a sheep? But he ended up harvesting. I want to say 165 or 66 inch ram. Um, and and there's been some other rams that have come out of there, but you know they move in and out of the Grand Canyon, and um, uh, it's very hit or miss. Um, the the there is a reason that they have allotted uh more time yeah uh they they give october november and december for the the 910 the cataract canyon hunter so you basically have three months but uh i have talked to several people that have had the tag and several of them shot the ram and had no way to get to it and actually like you said had to hire people out of Flagstaff to come and rappel down and get the ram. So that is definitely one that, you know, for the right person, if you're into adventure, maybe it's something you want to do, but make sure that, uh, you know, your ducks are in a row before you, um, before you go up there. Yeah, no, you definitely do. I just wanted to brush on that. Other than that, man, I think you, um, you nailed the Nelson I ones and that's exactly where I was going. So, well, I think one other thing to note is um, people need to 
Go to www.arizonasuperbiggameraffle.com. They need to purchase tickets for $25. Uh, the beautiful thing about the raffle tag is uh, you get all year long. You get August 15th to August 14th to hunt, and it is an unbelievable tag. Dar and I were fortunate to guide three years in a row. Uh, for the permit, and it's three of the best hunts, probably some of the best hunts I've ever been on, because you have all of these units that we just discussed. You can hunt all of them, uh, as well as the ones we didn't mention, uh, and you have a full year to do it. So you can, you know, you can hunt the rams in in the summer. You can hunt the rams, you know, during the rut. You can. I mean, it's just a phenomenal hunt and an opportunity to um, obviously raise money for the state of Arizona and um, have a chance to win uh, an unbelievable hunt. So I want to encourage guys, 25 bucks, I believe, is, is one ticket. And, um, you know, you don't have to buy 100 tickets to win. I think the three uh, guys that we guided, I want to say five tickets is the most that that uh, one of them bought. I think one of them only bought one ticket, and I want to say the other guy uh, um, only bought two. So yeah. um, someone's going to win, and um, you know you can buy obviously other species as well with the with the elk and the deer and and uh, bear and turkey and you know all, all of the other species. But um, definitely, if 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 you're gonna, you you definitely have to buy the desert sheep. Uh, I'm buying it. Check it. I'm buying it. I'm going to win it. I'm going to pull a Tom Blum, and I'm going to shoot one with my bow. Twenty. That's awesome. <laughs> his Ram is still um, – uh, his Ram was a giant. What did it score? Well, it yeah, actually, his 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 bigger Ram, Tom Blum drew is the only person I know of to or, – or one of the only people I know of to uh, draw the – raffle tag and then turn around and draw a general tag uh in the normal i draw. didn't know that so the giant that he shot was on his general, was on tag, his general tag in 15d he killed it in d south um but it was just 15d at the time he killed his raffle tag ram i think in b west uh, wow his raffle ram was i think 160 his uh you know game fish score um his his uh d Ram was like 177 or something, 178 gross, something game fish for. Yeah, absolutely beautiful Ram. Um, okay, Craig, um, I appreciate all your insight on those Nelson I units. Um, I want to cover, um, I want to cover the Mexicana units, and you know, there's a lot of of good tags here for for guys that want to shoot a Mexicana Ram. Um, my top five uh, units for size, just going for quality of rams year in and year out. Uh, my top pick, well, I believe that 22 and 24B South are two equal ties. Uh, there are four tags this year in 22. That's up one. They've had it at three for several years. Uh, this year there's four tags, so they've added a tag. In 2014, they shot a 175, a 184, and a 171. In 2013, they shot a 180, a 175, and a, and a 180. Um, in 2012, I was fortunate to be in there with a friend, Ernie Maskey, and he shot 186 and an eighth net ram. Um, 22 is just a phenomenal unit. Um, you've got uh, Saguaro Canyon and Apache Lakes that you can access the, the hunt area from. Uh, you can also, there are several access points that you can come in that, that aren't on the lake. Um, but when you have the ability to go up Saguaro Lake, Canyon Lake, and Apache Lake and glass from the boat and then access some of the uh, canyons and such, it's just phenomenally beautiful country, um, rugged country. Um, I've seen some amazing things uh, while scouting up there and um, really like Unit 22. Um, I'm not exactly thrilled with the fact that there's four tags this year in 22. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be a little bit... Um, Rubbing shoulders. Little, 
Yeah, I think we'll be, you know, rubbing shoulders a little bit, and it's a little bit unfortunate that, you know, maybe splitting the units in, into, into, you know, a, a beginning or, a, you know, 1st of December, 1st of the 15th, and then the second half of December, maybe that was a better option. I don't know. Obviously, the Arizona Game and Fish are experts, and, and they're very good at what they do, and they decided to do four tags. Uh, from a guide's perspective and from a hunter's perspective, I think there's a, the potential for, you know, some arguments on the mountain. I think there's some potential for, you know, it being a little bit stuffy. Uh, but with that being said, there's some fantastic rams in there. Um, uh, 24B South is a fantastic unit as well. There's two tags in there. That's remaining the same. In 2014, there was a 185 and a 174 ram. Uh, 2013, there was a 182 and a 186. Uh, 24B South over the years, you know, has produced some of the largest rams in the state of Arizona. So as far as size, 22 and 24B South, in my mind, are, are a dead tie. Um, interesting, with the four tags in 22, there's one tag that could go to non-resident in 24B South. With two tags, there's one tag that could go to non-residents. Um, both of those hunts, I believe you could have a chance to kill a ram over 180 inches. And, you know, there's not many places in the world that you can say uh, that you have a chance at a ram over 180. Is 24B South a little bit more rugged than 22? I'm, I'm not going to say it's more rugged, but it seems like it has more country. And there are some very, very rugged parts of 24B South. The thing, you know, 22 in my mind has every bit as rugged of country, but it also has the lakes uh, where you can use the lakes to access into that rugged country. So if 24B South also bordered a lake, I think, you know, maybe it wouldn't have the ruggedness and the mystique that it does. But with that being said, you know, all of the wilderness area in 24B South, yeah, the superstition wilderness, I mean, there is some very, very rugged stuff. Um, that brings me to my next pick, which is the 24B uh, wilderness tag. So there is one tag that you can, um, you have to stay in the wilderness area. So the 24B South hunters can hunt the, the South unit which the wilderness is inside the south unit, and they can also hunt the wilderness, whereas the wilderness hunter has to stay in the wilderness. And in 2014, uh, the hunter killed a 173. In 2013, the hunter killed a 179. Um, the potential for shooting a giant ram is there in the wilderness. Um, you know, there's there's... There's several ways to look at it. The, 20, the two people in 24B South can also hunt the wilderness. And to me, that's a little bit of a bummer uh, for the guy that has the wilderness tag. But it, it, but it is what it is. Um, you know, if you do put in for that wilderness tag, know that you, you have to be experienced. Uh, it's not for someone that just wants to, you know, day hunt. Uh, you got to be prepared to backpack. You got to be prepared to stay overnight. Um, but the chances of shooting a, a big ram is, is very good. Um, 24B North is a tag that I like. Uh, 24B North is, so when you, everything on the left side or the north side as you're headed up Saguaro Canyon or Apache Lake, everything on the left or the north is 22. On the right side would be, um, of Canyon Lake would be 24B North. So, on the right side or south side of when you're going upriver on a canyon and Apache, everything on the right would be uh, 24B North. And 24B North is, I like it because there's only one tag. So non-residents are out. Um, they don't have a chance to draw that tag. Uh, so it's a resident only. Uh, but, you know, it has the uh, chance of, you know, there's big rams in there. There's a 170 was killed last year in, in 2014, and in 2013, a 179. And I believe in 2012, the auction ram, uh, you know, that went 185, uh, high, high 185 um, ram 
was taken in 24B North, and it has some real rugged and remote country as well. Yeah, that's that's a big giant ram. Gosh dang. Yeah, it's a big ram. Uh, and then 44B North. Uh, 44B North is kind of dear to my heart. In 2009, I was in there with uh, Glenn Hall, and um, uh, Glenn harvested a beautiful ram with his muzzleloader 176 and and change. And um, it's it's a great unit. It has a lot of sheep. Uh, 44B North is very accessible uh, by uh, ATV or four-wheel drive vehicle. There's a lot of roads. Um, it's in western Arizona uh, near Quartzsite, and uh, I was fortunate to uh, guide in there in 2010 uh, with, with Ron Orndorfer, and uh, he harvested a ram that we had nicknamed the Logo Ram, and we were able to get some nice photos and video of him. And, and then last year, Avery Elms, uh, 12-year-old Avery Elms, uh, drew 44B North, uh, and she... 12-year-old from Oregon, just a, the sweetest young gal you've ever met, a lot of energy, just a real polite, uh, great family, came down and hunted, and I was excited when I heard that she drew and when they booked the hunt with me because there was a round that we'd been watching for five years in there, um, and uh, it, unfortunately, Avery was not able to come down to the unit until December 19th due to school. And so the other hunter in the unit, um, uh, Travis and Troy, uh, guided uh, the other hunter. And, you know, congrats to them. They harvested that ram. And, um, you know, he went 182 or 3 inches, just a giant yeah. ram, beautiful ram. But, you know, that's the largest ram to ever come out of 44B North. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the next biggest was a ram right out 180 inches. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see units like that. Uh, in western Arizona producing rams of that size. Um, you know, they jumped 44B North from three to four tags, or excuse me, from two to four tags. Um, I don't like that move at all personally. Um, uh, I think four tags in there is, is going to be too many. I think, uh, yeah, there's still a, few, a couple of good rams, but I think we're going to see the quality in 44B North over, you know, when four Rams get shot out of there, I think we're going to uh, see our quality for the next couple of years decline. Hopefully they'll, they'll maybe drop it back down to three or even two. Did you guys see, um, I know the Rams you kill with Avery. Um, did you guys see any Rams that were kind of on the table as far as besides the Ram you guys killed? I, I would say we saw several comparable rams to Avery's, um, and I know there's one other ram in there that's bigger. Um, we, I could never turn him up. I'm not sure if, you know, late in the season like that, if, if, if he made a big move uh, and maybe even moved out of the unit, I don't know. Um, but, you know, in my mind, the big ram that they shot last year is is, is kind of an anomaly. Um, it's a great unit, but uh, four tags, you know, four quality rams coming out of there this year. I'm nervous about what it's going to be. Um, in 2013, uh, there was a 174 and a 171, and I felt like if they would have just kept it at two tags, that, you know, it could consistently produce 170 class rams. Um, and maybe this four tags will just be a one-year deal, and, and maybe they'll go back to two. And, and, but I'm afraid if they run for you know, four tags a couple years in a row, there basically will be none of the older age class rams there left. I'm going to say some honorable mentions here. Um, 31-32 Aravipa uh, is intriguing to me and, and I think uh, obviously holds quality rams. 37A. Um, uh, Silver Bells, 37B, uh, you've got uh, over there by Picket Post. Uh, 28 um, has, has consistently pr produced some good rams. 44A West, 44B South, and 46B West. Um, uh, those are all honorable mentions um, in my book. Uh, interesting, speaking about 46B West, uh, the Cabeza Prieta. 
uh, Greg Coons, a good friend of mine, um, great sheep guide, a veteran sheep guide, um, is historically known as, as the best guide in the Cabeza Prieta and has been doing it for years. Um, you know, I was talking to him last night about the split of the unit 46B west and east. You know, they split it from, you know, there's four tags and four tags, and uh, they also split 46A into uh, two units, and they added, you know, two and two. Um, one of the things that he's a little bit nervous about is that if you get uh, rain on one side of the mountain range or the other, you could have potential where all the sheep are in one unit or the other. And um, that's a little bit alarming. Uh, uh, so, you know, that's one thing to think about when you're putting in for the Cabeza Prieta for um, 46B uh, West and East and 46A, uh, the, the two splits there. Um, you could potentially have one of the units way better than the other if the summer rains fall on one side of the mountain or the other. So that's something to think about. Oh, we've covered a lot of ground, um, I, Craig. Yeah, you, you, no, that was good. That's interesting because, you know, I don't follow some of those units as much. So it's interesting to hear it from a perspective of, I guess, someone that's a little bit more green about those units. What about, I got one real quick question because I was looking at, what about the 42-44A South Hunt? Is, is what, what, I don't know too much about I guide a little bit in 42 and 44 um, I was just looking at the numbers real quick yeah I think um, the thing about 42 and, and 44 is they have harvested some great rams uh, last year there was uh, uh, Steve Quinn 172 uh, Caitlin Farrington uh, 173 and I, I think, and then the 44A East, a 156, I think one of the problems is they've harvested some great rams, but they've taken, I think, in my opinion, the cream off the top. I was talking to Eric Hunt with Arizona Desert Outfitters, and those, that's right in his backyard in, in Wickenburg. And in his opinion, the cream has been taken off the top. I believe two years ago was the first uh, year that the 42 was open, and you know there was a couple, there was a nice ram uh, shot in there, and then last year two nice rams. Um, in, in from what I've heard, the cream has been taken off the top a little bit in the in those units. Gotcha. So I mean, that's not that people shouldn't put in for it, but if you're really searching out for that trophy ram. Uh, you know, you might be a little bit wary that they have shot some, you know, 170 class rams the last two years. And, you know, someone could look at that and say, wow, they're, you know, they're shooting big rams. But from what I've heard, uh, the cream, you know, definitely has been uh, sifted off the top there. Most of the big rams when you, you know, especially come from those guys or from us or whatever, there's a lot of effort that goes into it. You just don't usually stroll up there and, you know find a giant ram it's pretty hard hard deal to to do so you're you're exactly right um that's one of the things i worry about a little bit with 15 d north as you and i have talked about um there is a ton of sheep in there um but just like 22 i wonder if they shouldn't have broke that hunt up in the two weeks um because it i i just think it let, lets off some of the pressure and just yeah. the number of tags that are concentrated on that side, even though there's abundant amount of sheep, um, it, it, it is amazing that big rams still survive, but I, I just wonder how long it can sustain it, you know, after two or three years of, of being north and south, you know, how long yeah. it can sustain, sustain that pressure on the older age class rams. Yeah. And you look at, you're talking about 15 D north yeah, and 15 yeah. D south and, and, you know, when it was all 15D, you know, 90% of the rams were ar always harvested in 15D north. Now that it's split with 8 and 4, 8 in the north, 4 in the south, 
what you end up getting is you get more of a constant pressure on the south unit than you had before. Yes. And so for the first couple of years, a couple of nice rams get shot, but there could be a potential that four potentially could be too many, and you could really start to see the decline of older age class rams. It, that's yet to be determined, but that when, when the units were split, that was my fear. Now, when you take uh, a unit, um, say like 22 that has four tags, you talk about splitting it into a first hunt and a second hunt. There's two trains of thought. One of the trains of thought is that all four people are going to go out. A couple of them are going to shoot on the first day, and there will actually be less pressure on a unit than if you have two and two where you have yeah. two concentrated efforts in a two-week period of time. Yeah. And I know that from quality of hunt standpoint, I think splitting the unit into two, a first hunt and a second hunt, I think you have a higher quality experience. Mm -hmm. I think one of the frustrating things in, like, not last year, but the year before, my friend Brian Remza had unit 6A for Rocky, and he had the second hunt. Yes, he drew the tag, and, you know, the odds were better for the second hunt, but the, the top two rams that we had scouted out and been watching, both of them got killed. So he ended up killing the number three ram, and I think that's one challenge with splitting the unit is the same people that do all the scouting – uh, you know, if, if you draw the second hunt, it's, it's, you know, luck of the draw and, you know, both of your big rams could potentially get it. It's killed. hard to sit on the, sit on the sideline and eat popsicles and watch the big rams die. Before well, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, we were happy for him in the, in the, in the, you know, in the aspect that, uh, we wanted them to harvest the nice, you know, older age class big rams. But obviously, Brian had his heart set on a couple of the the two that they shot. So, you know, I've been in that in that boat, and it's it's a it's definitely a hard one to watch. Um, one thing I will point out is um, there's 117 total sheep tags. 17 of those are Rockies. 100 are desert. 20% um, of the tags can or 20% of the tags go to max point, bonus point holders, up to 10% of the tags can go to non-residents. So non-residents, in my mind, uh, need to stay away from units that go to the max point holders. Uh, with that being said, like unit 22 is a perfect example. It typically always goes to max point holders. Mm -hmm. So as a non-resident, that you definitely should get all the information from the game and fish, play your odds, um, you know, check all of your information out. Uh, Craig, I'd like to ask you, uh, how can people get a hold of you to talk about sheep in Region 3? And uh, for the listeners out there, I highly recommend uh, talking to Craig. He's energetic. He knows these sheep. Uh, his, he shot his own personal ram in Region 3. His dad shot his ram in region three his mom shot his her ram in region three he lives right there craig how can people get a hold of you um, they can go to our website exclusivepursuitoutfitters.com um you can find my email there um or you can email me at craig at exclusivepursuitoutfitters.com um i'm all over the web i'm on facebook just search craig Steele, um and you should be able to find me i'm the guy in the kuyu gear um and or on Instagram, I'm on Instagram as well, and my name is uh, Craig Still AZ. So, pretty easy to find. And that's um, Craig C R A I G Steel S T E E L E A Z on Instagram. Yep. Um, I want to thank you, Craig, for being on. I want to thank the listeners for um, uh, putting up with Craig and I this morning and um, listening to all of these stats. I know sometimes it can be a little bit boring, um, but I think some people are going to find some value in it. Uh, if anybody needs to get a hold of me, they can go uh, email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Uh, they can go to my website, J. Scott Outdoors, uh, my Instagram, J. Scott Outdoors. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel uh, as well as Craig's got a great YouTube channel. Craig, what's your YouTube channel? Uh, our uh, YouTube channel is uh, at orghunt.com. You can just search orghunt.com on YouTube and it'll pull it right up. 
Um, we okay. well, I also have an outfitting one, but OrgHunt.com is is kind of the media outlet where I'm a publisher at. So okay, awesome. sounds good. And um, Jay Scott Outdoors on YouTube, um, uh, Jay Scott Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, if you've got questions about the sheep draws, uh, give me a call. I'm happy to field them. Um, and I want to wish you guys the best of um, luck in the draws. Make sure you go out and get uh, the Arizona Super Big Game Raffle. Uh, $25 tickets, buy as many as you can afford. And um, Craig and I both uh, want to be guiding on that uh, Arizona Super Big Game Raffle Desert Sheep Hunt. Um, that's just a very enjoyable hunt. So if you are uh, fortunate and draw the tag, uh, we would love to talk to you about your hunt and the opportunity to guide you. Um, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, all the support with the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Uh, I want to thank GoHunt.com, uh, uh, The Insider, uh, for their support and their sponsorship. And um, until next time, guys, God bless. Thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors Western Big Game Hunting and Fishing Podcast brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and join today.